When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ready? Three, two, one. And then that's how you kill a fungus gnat, folks. <laughs> <laughs> clap and slide. Clap and, always clap and slide. Always. You got to get them. Welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. I'm Nicole, and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, Adam and Becca. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing this week? What you been up to? Mm, staying warm. Trying my best. It's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is so cold. What the heck? Real winter. You got, you got some new windows, though, to keep you warm. Yes, that would be the update. I got new windows, and I talked about it in my most recent lifestyle video on my lifestyle channel. So if you're interested, go check that out. Little self-plug. But yeah, we got new <laughs> windows. We started the process to get new windows in October, but because so many people get new windows apparently in the winter, I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why, because maybe then they realize that they need new windows. <laughs> um <laughs> So we had to wait a long time, and we actually thought it would be until March, but then we got a random call because a bunch of people canceled because of the crazy weather. Um, it's been, like, well below zero. Well, okay, I can't say that. It's been, like, six degrees, which to me is, like, crazy. Oh, wait, wait, negative six. Negative yeah. six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I should say well below freezing. It's been well below freezing for, like, three weeks, so I think that a lot of people didn't want their house to be open the window's gone for even just a few minutes because it's you get it so <laughs> anyway we were the crazy ones that said yes and our house stayed pretty warm because of our fireplace but yeah it's been really nice to have new windows they look really pretty and hopefully that will be good for resale in a few years so yeah that's yeah, my biggest update they're so pretty. Yeah, that's a huge update, too. And now you mm -hmm. probably have windows without, you know, paint messes on them from people who yeah. sloppily paint. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just the, um, now it's just the trim is just, like, covered in paint. Like, how much, like, how badly can you bleep up a paint job? Like, <laughs> they did it. At, the worst paint job of my life that I have ever seen is this house. Like, you can tell that they taped certain areas but then other times I'm just like, you literally just used the roller and got it as close as you could and said, all right, that's it. Uh, that's where I'm a, I'm a stickler for clean lines in painting. And this house pretty mm -hmm. ha has like pretty bad because I'm pretty sure that this house was like a flip. It might have been like a rent situation that then was just mm. like flipped. But um, the windowsills have painted on dog hair. You know how like <gasps> your oh. windowsills... Like our our windowsills are like three inches deep, 
and they're flat. And I was just looking the other day and like cleaning them, and I was just like, they they just literally used a spray gun. I'm sh- I'm certain used a spray gun, and they just like did not clean the walls or anything before Ugh. they painted, and it drives oh, me nuts. Oh gosh, what the hell? That's yeah. so gross. Uh, on the topic of windowsills, I don't have windowsills anymore, which is a little sad. They're like mm. two inches, which is definitely not enough space. Yeah, that's anything. standard. That's pretty standard. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. But at the same time, like my if I have windowsills, they're like stuffed with plants and it looks really cluttered to me. So it's maybe better that I don't have that so that yeah. I can like be more mindful about styling my plants. So it'll be a fun adventure. But yeah. what about you guys? What's what's new? Adam, what what was your week like? Um, you know, pretty boring. Not much going <laughs> on. I did, however, get a new plant. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, oh. You remember me How talking about, about this? Well, because I didn't really post about. It. I haven't posted all week. I don't know Ooh. what. I've just been like funky time. But Monday I had <laughs> off of work and literally didn't leave the couch. But that was kind of nice. <laughs> yes, oh, nice as you yeah. should. Um. But I went to Trader Joe's and they had another spathophyllum peace lily, variegated peace oh. lily. And you remember that mine, when I repotted it, after owning it for over a year, just like died. It was like, nope. Kick the bucket. Yeah. Don't want to be repotted. So I bought a new one because I saw it at Trader Joe's. Because truth be told, I went there to buy a new sauce that they came out with. And I do realize that I'm fortunate <laughs> that I live very close to a Trader Joe's. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. I used to drive two hours to the one in your area, Nicole. Well, oh wow, in the suburbs. Um, but they have this new sauce called Awesome Sauce, and it's the same. It's basically the In and Out Burger animal style sauce. So I was like, yes, mm. I need this in my life. So wow. I went to buy it, and then I saw the peace lily, and I snatched that up too. Fun. Trader Joe's sometimes has great plants. Oh, they yeah. They had Sperma. Yeah, and they had um, a Peperomia polybotria there, too, as well, like the owl's That's eye crazy. Peperomia. Not bad. But it was funny because, like, I I love speaking to, like, people who are working. Like, when I was a cashier in college at Toys R Us, like, I loved when people wanted to have a conversation with me. So, um the cashiers at Trader Joe's are always so nice. But this girl was like saying, oh, is this plant for you or is it from somebody else? I'm like, oh, it's for me. And then she was like giving me all the care tips for it. And I was just like, I know. I didn't say that. I was just like, thank you so much. She was really sweet. (laughs) That's really sweet. Wow. Plant advice from the Trader. What do they not do? You know, what what can't they do? So Mia's both both Mia's dad and her stepmom both work at Trader Joe's and they talk so highly about like the benefits the pay the schedule like just like them as a company they're Mm -hmm. great yeah they are two of my best friends work for tj's we we call them trader hoes (laughs) so actually (laughs) yeah lovingly i've had three friends work for them actually one of my roommates in college and then now two well they've all been my roommates but yeah they all talk about how great of a work environment it is besides like two of them currently work at the upscale store in like aura valley which is like the rich white old retirement village in tucson basically (laughs) So you can also just imagine the, the location that, of your bachelorette party, right? 
Correct. <laughs> How did you know that? Oh my gosh. I, I just remember things. I can't help Memory it. Memory like an elephant. That is so funny. Yeah, we rented like a really nice house. Like the houses up there, pretty nice. It had a beautiful pool. It was great. Um, that's so funny that you remembered that. What the heck? I'm weird. See, I, that weirds people out. If they're not my friend, they're like, um, I don't even know you, and how do you remember something about my life? <laughs> I like that that feature about you. Feature? A feature. Yeah. I like that feature about you. I like you. that we got that in the last software update. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I mean, but that's what it's like when people, like, follow your life online. Like, sometimes they'll reference something that you've talked about. They're like, oh, yeah, I like your kitchen sink. And I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like, you know this because you follow me. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. I completely interrupted your story about your friends working at the fancy Trader Joe's in Oro Valley. Oh, th- there wasn't much else. Like, they basically just tell stories about old people dropping wine, walking through it with their <laughs> shoes. Like, just, that was the most recent one, but just, like, lots of things like that. Like, most of them are not funny stories. They would enrage me, but... Trader Joe's is apparently a great place to work. I did not know that they both worked there, Nicole. I don't know why yeah. I would, but recently they bartended for a really long time and then decided that they're adults now. So <laughs> yeah, that's a tough job to do. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough job because I used to bartend too, and it's just like once you hit a certain age, it's hard to do it, especially when you have kids and you know mm-hmm. you have to be present it's very difficult props to anybody over like the age of 30 who still bartends because don't know how you do it but yeah. um yeah they love it that's cool trader joe's has the best wine for so cheap yeah so i was cheap. just gonna say they're known for some pretty pretty good wines and the story behind that like the charles schwab wine or what, i think that's what they call it yeah there. um i don't know if it's true but a long time ago i heard that it was like a husband and wife company, but they were getting divorced and the wife was awarded the profits or a percentage of the profits from the winery. And the husband is sell, sells it at the point where basically they're making no profit just to get back at her. But oh. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. That's just what but I've that's heard. That's a good story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I heard a similar thing with like Lowe's and Home Depot. Like it was a married couple and then they divorced and oh, like no the, way. Yeah, the wife owns Lowe's because it's more feminine, and then the husband owns Home Depot. That sounds Is that like a true? meme. And no idea. I've never heard that. I don't know, but it just sounds it sounds like something someone would have made up. Yeah, it does. It's too good to be true. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, so my weekly update. It's we're buried in snow. Like buried. <laughs> In snow. Chicago hasn't gotten this much snow since 1978. Like, consecutively, it's been snowing for nine days straight now, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we've gotten this much snow in a season, but not this much snow all at, like, one time. So, um, it's been it's been a little challenging. However, I, despite, like, all the snow we've gotten, how many times we had to shovel, I threw my back out yesterday also which was fun not yesterday the day before because i shoveled the day before (laughs) but despite all the snow that we're getting and like how freaking cold it is i cannot get like texans out of my head right now yeah and how 
crazy of a time that they're going through. And I didn't Mm -hmm. realize how many people I knew in Texas until I started seeing like everybody's tragic posts about like their roofs caving in and their toilets freezing. And it's so scary. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how like people in certain parts of the country don't prepare for weather like that. You know, like the, the homes were not built to withstand freezing mm-hmm. temperatures like that and it's just it's crazy it's so nuts so that's what I, that's what my mind's at all week has been on people down there and and yeah. surrounding states because it's not just texas like a lot of people are without power so mm-hmm. so many people have posted videos that i've seen on tiktok and stuff about their pipes bursting and honestly that's like i don't want to say it's one of the worst things that can happen to your home because i'm sure there are worse things but like the pipes are always in the structure so when they burst Mm -hmm. you basically have to tear out all the drywall to even find oh yeah where they were burnt it's just like it's it's so devastating to so many and depending on where like pipes just don't burst where your faucets are or where the pipes are like they could just burst in a wall and start shooting out of a wall in the middle of a room you know Mm -hmm. it's just so crazy it's so scary but They also have never experienced this much snow, like in the past few decades. So there's no snow plows out there. There's no salt trucks. People don't own shovels. People don't even own boots, you know? So they're just, they're just kind of at a standstill right now. And it's, there's like no end in sight, I don't think. Oh, it's messy. I've heard stories of people like burning their furniture and like foraging, like in whatever forested areas texas has probably not that many for wood Mm -hmm. like bathtubs being filled up during like the brief moments when the power came back on which is something that i didn't even think about like obviously i've lost power before like in storms and stuff and we didn't have running water but it was like for like an hour you know but like it's so strange to well it's sad to think that like so much is connected to electricity when you lose that like your current way of life is like out the door. Yeah, so people are like going in their cars to charge their phone. And there was a fatal accident that was on the news yesterday of a mom and her eight-year-old who just went into the garage. And I guess they had the door open, but they were running the car to stay warm. And mm-hmm. they died of carbon monoxide poisoning because it's mm-hmm. like odorless and you don't you don't know what's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so That's scary. Awful. That is so awful. I know. I know. Sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but that's like all that's the only place my mind's been at for the past couple of days. And I'm like, well, we're buried Mm -hmm. in snow, but that's okay because our house can withstand this and it'll melt eventually. I've seen a lot of TikToks of people like you can tell they're not from Texas because there was people out like scooping snow. I say scooping snow. I know that's not what you should say. You should probably say shoveling, but I always have said scoop. (laughs) Scoop. (laughs) But, uh, they, you know, there was some people in Texas that were shoveling their driveways and they're like, well, you can tell they're not from Texas because they had a shovel. And I didn't even think about that because, like, I grew up in the Midwest. Every time I went to, like, Lowe's or Home Depot or any store, there was always, like, a barrage of snow blowers in the front. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't see that anymore. Like, in Phoenix, obviously, mm-hmm, that's not. Yeah. And I don't have a shovel either. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what my mom one. was saying because they're coming back in three weeks and she was like wow like i don't even know if i own a pair of boots like she's she's looking for her winter gear thinking like they're in the clear because they're coming mid-march but 
it's going to be a really cold winter, allegedly. So I'm like, you better find them boots, mom. Because you don't yeah. need it out there. Boots with the fur. With the fur. <laughs> oh, speaking of boots with the fur, I have a pair of Uggs <laughs> that... Oh, look at you. Adam My just sorrels. brought out his boots with the I fur. I really love these things, but... Those are nice. Since I wear a size 13, every time I put them on, people are just like, those are gigantic. And they really do make my feet look <laughs> huge. <laughs> now you have to post a picture of them on, on Instagram today. Yeah, a picture of you wearing them. Your skis. So people could see. <laughs> Uh, what was I gonna? Oh, Uggs! Listen to this. I have a pair of Uggs. I've literally had these Uggs since 2010. So we're looking at 11 years that I've had these Uggs. They are in mint condition because I lived in Tucson. <laughs> I wore them for like a month out of the year. Like now, I wear them every single day. And when I tell you my feet have never been cold when I was wearing them, I'm being so serious. Like my feet have not been cold once. Nice. And everybody nice. makes fun of Uggs. Everybody is sleeping on Uggs is what I have to say. So those like, are from Australia, right? I guess, which is yeah. weird because it doesn't even get that cold in Australia. Well, maybe some parts. Because I have my Blundstones, the boots that I wear, the Chelsea boots, are Australian. They're Tasmanian leather. Yeah. And honestly, they're just like the best. I've had them for three years now, and they're just they're the best boots. Yeah. Those Aussies, they know how to make those good footwear they do I'm, i know that like melbourne gets really cold my friend tanya she's from like brisbane area like i don't know gold coast i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i'm just saying words that she says and um <laughs> it's super tropical there so like it doesn't get cold so when she was visiting here it got down to like well not Missouri she's visiting Arizona and it got down to like 70 degrees and she's like I'm freezing what the heck like why is it so cold here and I'm like oh god (laughs) (laughs) so this was a long time ago I think oh this was in 2019 anyway you I don't know if you want to put this in here you don't have to but there is a video circle circulating the internet about Uggs and like how they (laughs) how they're like really really bad working conditions no. where people are yeah i know i almost didn't want to say anything but i remember watching it and thinking like don't ever buy a pair of uggs again but now i can't find it now watch the video exposing the ugly truth behind ugg boots okay hold on <laughs> why can't anything be pure i know i know why is the garment industry like so fudged? Ugh. I know. Listen, I've been looking for a sewing class local because I want to start like trying to sew clothes, like my own really? clothes. I want to give it a go. Like I think I could sew, I could start with like tank tops, you know, because those are pretty easy. They seem pretty, I mean, not yes. that I wear tank tops a lot, but you know, my, my thing is like short sleeve button down shirts and I've watched a couple videos and it just seems so complicated, but I'm like, maybe it seems complicated to me because I don't have the base, the foundation knowledge. And if I could do a beginner sewing class, but all the ones I've seen online, it looks like they make like pillows, which I did in high school or like bags, but I kind of want to like learn how to make clothes, you know? Wow. But Adam, that would be so cool. Yeah. I, I, th- I mean... 
it just like it kind of has like a little I, I have a little excitement about it but again is this me like doing my thing that I do I feel like yearly which is like I find a new hobby and I like <laughs> go gangbusters for that certain hobby and then like a year later I'm not doing it <laughs> but <laughs> what's the harm in that it's fun it's yeah, hard so to you, find so you get a few tank tops out of it you know yeah I'm a tall lanky guy it's hard to find things that like fit me how I would like them to fit you know mm-hmm. uh, so I thought it would be fun to try so I I need to figure that out because I would really like to do like a like a beginner sewing course like in person or I know there's a lot on YouTube and a, a couple people have like suggested uh, one of my friends from Instagram. He does his own shirts and he suggested like this YouTube channel to follow, which I can't remember the name right now. I have it saved, but I don't know. There's not a lot of Is men's it clothes. Creations? No, no. <laughs> yeah. I make women's wear though, but I I, do, I would like to get into men's wear and make Daniel some things because he's been making comments here and there. But your <laughs> local sewing shops, there's probably like a thousand by you. They definitely have classes, one thousand percent. Really? Absolutely, without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. And it's it just, just like a bunch of old ladies that look like your grandma, exactly look like your grandma, and they'll they'll show you. Okay. I love and you like old people. I love, you old, love people. old people. Yeah, me too. So it'd be not, perfect. Not my grandma, but I like other old people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, grandma. Yeah. Um. Wow. I- I'm struggling to not talk about this more because you know I love this. If you haven't found a machine yet, Adam, I'd love to offer a suggestion, but we'll move on. Steve has. <laughs> Steve actually has a sewing machine that's like never used. I don't even know what brand it is. I'll have to look at it. You already uh, have watch a it be some. Machine? Yeah, Watch it be some like sh- beautifully vintage piece of sewing. Yeah. Becca's going to lose her shit. I just feel like, <laughs> you know, Becca's right. The garment industry is awful, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's just a skill I would like to have. Like, what if one day, like, yeah, you have to start making your own clothes? And then, I don't know. It's nice to be able to customize for your dimensions and, like... Like the issues that you've had with clothes literally your whole life had nothing to do with your body. It had everything to do with the way that the garments are constructed. That's something that I've learned because I've always thought that my body was wrong. And then I started sewing and I was like, no, actually, like my body is just like me. Yeah. Your That's a really great. good point. <laughs> I was it's I had to film great. you from behind. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm probably not going to leave that in. (laughs) Save it for the bloopers. I had to film you from behind. We took some good pics. Like, my ass looked good in those pics. I was like, damn, I look good from behind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She got that cake. Wow. Wow. That's great. Oh, Uh. I had something else to say about the sewing. So what also has piqued this interest in me, like, Becca, I love watching your videos. I think it's so amazing. When you redid that dress, like, how you could see it and be like, okay, I know how to to change this to how I want it. Like, I I was very impressed. But then also, Mm -hmm. like, Drag Race, um, which I don't think either of you watch, but... It's a good quality mm. content. You should watch it. But there's this queen on this season, season 13, Utica. And I am in love with Utica. And she is like goofy, mm-hmm. tall, lanky. But they had a challenge where, and after this, you guys are going to have to look this up. They had a challenge where they had to take bags. Like they brought, RuPaul brought on a bunch of bags. And it's the bag challenge. And they had to just take the material from the bags and create a garment. Oh, so wow. I'm, 
Some were like awful. But Utica took these two sleeping bags and she made the most stunning thing I think I've ever seen on the stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was just like, I mean, she knows how to sew. And I was just like, how cool would it be if like, not that I'm going to make a sleeping bag dress, but how cool would it be just to learn how to like have the skills to be able to do that? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was honestly, it's the most beautiful because every year they have this challenge where the queens have to sew in the room because I think they can bring in their clothes for each challenge, but there's always one where they have to make it there. And uh, mm. usually it's a fail for a lot of people because people just don't know how to sew. But whew, when you yeah, know how to sew, that would you be can me. crush wow. it. I need to watch That's... this for the sewing element alone. Yeah, I mean, you do. It doesn't give you a lot of like the sewing content. Like they don't show. That's but it not sounds like, fun. What's that? It's not like Project Runway where you like see them working yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, wow, that's great. That's really yeah. great. I think that it's so fun. If you want to sew, go thrift some stuff and make something new. That's a great way to start. Be mindful about what you pick, though, so you don't ruin a perfectly good garment. But it's a great place to start. <laughs> That's my pet peeve when I see people do that online. I'm just going to admit it. I like, And so many thrift flip videos online are just people like absolutely ruining clothing that and they could just do it right if they just watched a video on how to do something. It makes me so mad. But that's, again, like <laughs> my hatred for people not helping themselves. And that's a personal problem that I hope and I get Beck over gonna, someday. <laughs> she's going to end up throwing something at her television, guys. So just <laughs> stop. Just learn uh, the absolute most basics of sewing before you cut open a shirt. Okay, anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. So it's. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Today's topic, (laughs) which I failed to mention in the beginning, we're going to be talking about some plant hacks that maybe some of us do, maybe we've seen somewhere um, that we want to share with you guys. So I thought that this was kind of fun. I had a hard time coming up with some, but... Yeah, I got a couple. It's, it's kind of hard to think about what you do on a day to day basis, but like we're we're doing plant hacks like all day, and yeah, you know, it's hard to like think about them because it's so ingrained. I feel like do. you find you like I feel like you find yourself doing things too that you not necessarily learned online or whatever, but that you're just like making do and making it work because it's what you have there in the moment, you know. And then you're like, oh shit, this works, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so which one of you guys want to start? Okay, so... Well, was that I a hand have... raise? I was thinking... <laughs> no. I don't know if that was a hand raise. It just means not me. 
touch. I just touched oh. my nose. For uh, anyone who didn't see, wait, have you guys sorry. not heard of that? You guys are old. I have, that's why. but when you did it, I was just like, well, I don't know what this means. I <laughs> was. Th- I thought it, it was like a me, <laughs> me. Uh, oh, you elder millennials. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. Mine is I love thrifting old plates or like using old plates around my house because, like, when we got married, we got a, like a new dish set. Uh, which I guess like is so, I guess everyone does that. I don't know. Anyway, we had this cliche. old dish set. What'd you say? Cliche. <laughs> yes, it's very, it's very cliche, old fashioned or whatever. But so we had our <laughs> old dishes. So we, I use them for saucers a lot. And Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah. And you can thrift old plates. Like there's lots of plates that don't have matches that would otherwise probably just be thrown away, honestly. Um, because usually mm-hmm. the sets of plates do the best at, th- at the thrift store. But, yeah, I like to use those and, like, old serving trays and stuff like that. I like to use just as, like, a an anchor for plants because sometimes when you have, like, a bunch of small plants, it can look kind of weird if they're just, like, sitting on the counter. But if you have, yeah. like, a tray that you thrifted or, like, an old serving dish, it just looks more, like intentional polished. so yeah polished i like to do that cool what about you adam what's one that you have oh you're gonna put me on the spot um y'all i feel like okay so now i'm like i'm thinking more and more of like of things i do that could be considered a plant hack but the first thing that i want to talk about is water sealing my trellis i have started to water seal uh all of my bamboo trellis so they don't rot Oh my god, wait. Did you say bamboo? Yeah. Does bamboo rot? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I just mean... got a bunch of bamboo. <laughs> I did a... Well, guys, if you watched my most recent video, because I swore that they didn't. No, they do, yeah. Did you say they it? Do. I haven't seen your video. Did you say that they don't? No, I don't did think I said that they don't. you spread to the community? <laughs> <laughs> like Canceled. always? No. I don't <laughs> I don't think I said that specifically, but I said I hope they don't rot. Like I'm assuming that bamboo doesn't rot. I mean And I it, really Sorry, continue. For some reason I don't know why I thought that it didn't. Maybe I'm thinking I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Because a yeah. lot you can find it growing like in swamps and stuff. So I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean eventually they I mean they do they yeah, they do rot. Um So how do you water seal? I got this spray that is like kind of like in a spray paint can almost, and I just take it outside on cardboard and make sure to spray the areas that will be in soil or in the pot. And mm. you, it's kind of hard because you have to like let it sit for 48 hours. But, oh, okay. you know, um, so I just started doing that recently. And it does work. You know, you dip the end in water and you just see it like bubble right up and like slide off kind of thing. So. Mm. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, because I've always <laughs> been afraid to use, like, copper trellis in my, like, passive hydro plants because I just don't know what sort of reaction they would have with water and if it would cause anything. I don't know. I haven't looked I have into that my... very much. Yeah, I haven't either, but I got a copper trellis, and I have my tetrasperma on it. Well, one of them on it and it doesn't seem to be it's growing great now so it doesn't seem to be doing 
anything but that's only like a few weeks old so stay yeah tuned. i just don't know if it changes like the ph or of your mm-hmm. water i mean it maybe it doesn't because a lot of like water pipes in our homes are made from copper pipes so and that's most applicable to you guys because you you have these things literally sitting in water and yeah. so for me like i use bamboo all the time and it doesn't it doesn't rot to the point where it like is a bad situation so i'll, mm-hmm. I'll say that for any soil users like in, in my experience, at least, I have used bamboo trellises a lot, and they do turn, like, a darker color, but it never seems, like, festering, rotting. You know what I mean? It just seems like it got yeah. darker. Yeah, and I think it might, take, it might take more time, but you're right. Yeah. Ours are literally sitting in water. Mm-hmm. Okay, really good to know. Um, well, one that I have is more recently and i probably saw this somewhere but i can't pinpoint where but i have this monstera elbow and i grew it from a wet stick and it's just two little leaves and i found this bigger like wide mouth mason jar and just put it over it just to kind of obviously it still lets the light in but it kind of acts like its own little terrarium greenhouse sort of thing because I wanted to get it potted up like it was done being in the spag in the grow box you know it was ready to get potted up but I still felt like it was going to be a shock to my dry house because I for some reason like ever since February hit I can't keep it over 30 percent humidity in here no matter how often I run my humidifier it's just really bad um and it's worked like I think it's really happy so I just kind of put put that over. and like you could do the same thing with like a Ziploc bag which I did with my Anthurium regale and that's in LECA and like obviously our LECA is sitting in a water reservoir so like the water coming up creates like humidity so well in a Ziploc bag which I think is just so cool because then you can just leave your plant potted up you don't have to put it in a terrarium or put it in a special like little greenhouse setup you know yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like the most aesthetically pleasing thing to have a ziploc bag over your plants but but it works <laughs> if you're growing a plant from a wet stick or a baby okay did you have any other ones becca yeah i i saw caitlin from plant life in the tropics do this she is trying to grow a i think it's a micans or a melanochrysum i don't remember because they look really similar at a juvenile point. So I don't yeah. remember what it is, but she is training it up a wall. And so what she did to like get it to stick to the wall, because plants will stick to our walls if we want them to, but it just takes like a certain amount of training. So she taped them like the nodes to the wall. And when it's time to remove, you just take off the tape and that's, that's really the end of it. I mean, it's a really easy way to do it. I mean, there are like special hooks that you could buy, but this is a hack. So you don't have to mm-hmm. go out and buy those special command hooks and spend like 10 bucks on a pack, which like would be cool and stuff. Obviously, that's like a more aesthetic way to do it. But yeah, depending on how quickly they can adhere, you could just use tape instead and it, it does the same thing. Nice. So do the aerial roots still, do they still grow through like the tape? Like they've just pushed their way through? Yeah, like you just like root tape right over it and like you don't like smash it into and like line the sides of the aerial root obviously. You just like kind of okay. leave it open kind of. You know what, you know what I mean? Like it looks it's, it's like a tent. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you tape so it, so it can it's like still a tent. it still provides pressure against the wall, but doesn't stop it from moving anywhere else. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would like to try that with something at some point, but like someone, I talked about doing that with my big Adansonii tree and a bunch of people were like, that that might like really tear up your drywall and that would suck Mm. to have to redo your drywall before you move, like especially if this is not a forever home. So maybe stick to doing it with like small plants where that wouldn't literally rip out your drywall because I'm pretty sure the Adansonii could do some damage if I let it. Um. it will because I had my Adansonii outside in the summer and mm-hmm. it found its way to the brick building and I had a hard time pulling it off of the brick. Like I thought that I was going to have to break it. Mm-hmm. I had a really hard time getting it off the brick building and that's brick. So drywall, I would imagine it would, Strip when they it. grab on, they grab on. Yeah. yeah. Stage At five least cleaner. it would. <laughs> Motorboat. Yeah. It would it would at least tear your paint off, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. my all, my only thought, and this may not even be something you'd want to do, is just to put like lattice up your wall, like that yeah. you know, that wooden lattice that you can buy at the stores, and then just you know, then it could still climb, but it would be attaching to that instead of your wall. But that would be yeah. pretty. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people suggested that when oh. I posted that, which is great. Gross. Well, I don't want to be like everybody else. <laughs> Common thoughts come to people who think alike. It's okay. Um, yeah. And then, Adam, you, you do another one. What's a plant hack that you know? Um. Well, I don't really know if this is a hack, but because I do a lot of things in LECA, passive hydroponics, uh, it was... Our water here is just really hard, so I guess you can't really consider this hack, but I did get a water delivery service, which I've had for over a year. It went through Costco. It's this company called Sparklets where they deliver five-gallon jugs, and every two weeks they pick up the old ones that are empty and give you new ones. And Mm -hmm. it's been a lifesaver. I used to fill my humidifiers with that because I didn't have to worry about them getting buildup, you know, like that calcium buildup. I don't really deal with humidifiers now, but now I know I have a base for my nutrient solution. So it's always the same. You know, the it's it's like I have my process down and it works. But the hack that I love that I use with these five-gallon jugs is I bought off of Amazon, which for anybody who wants to do this, maybe for hu- your humidifiers or, or anything else, like I have a little battery-operated, like, uh, nozzle that I literally can just like stick on top of the jug and a a tube goes into the water and then I just put a funnel on top of my humidifier and I just turn it on and let it fill the humidifier or I do the same with my jugs of nutrient water or super thrive water and it's just it's it's like it's a lifesaver I guess you could always like tip but when they're full those five gallon jugs are heavy they're heavy yeah Yeah. they are so and like I saw that you should put that in your Amazon store isn't it? I think it is. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. is it? I'm gonna I haven't go buy been in there in a while. Yeah. And the thing is with those is I've been just like using the five gallon thing and like dumping it in, but like the water pressure, like you know how the water bounces until it has mm-hmm. like a f- airflow? It will mm-hmm. bounce outside of the container like a thousand times <laughs> and then you lose a bunch of water before, yeah. unless you're like really slow and precise about it. You know, you're really like giving it time. But. I just started a water delivery service because I was inspired by you, Adam, and it's so cheap. It's like six, like, no, no, $12 or something. And like, 
that's basically what it would have cost to I get two five gallons it used to cost six dollars to fill them up but now it gets delivered to me and I don't have to do anything so it's worth it to me yeah because you used to have to go out and get your water in in Tucson right yeah and it sucked so much it was like the worst day of my life every time I had to do it. It was it's worth the extra six dollars. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean and we use it so we use it for our drinking water too, because the water just here is not it's not to me it's not really good drinking water. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh um, Adam. But it's so nice. Like I just really like having it and it's just easy to to do and um it saves a lot of stress as far as like, you know, especially for those plants where you were leaving your water out for 24 hours so the fluorides would dissolve or or whatever. Like, you know, for your calatheas that need your special attention. Yeah. Um, Which I heard isn't even like effective. I heard that doesn't actually work. Yeah. I mean, I think there's just so much in our water and it so changes all the time that like it's hard to... But this has been a lot less stress with the whole process of passive hydroponics and also just like plant care in general with filling humidifiers and all of that. I just, yeah, I'll scream about it from the rooftops because it's just been so easy. Mm -hmm. This is a first world conversation at its its finest. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Okay, so another one that I have is... um, like, I absolutely love my Ikea shelves. What are they called again, Adam? Vis- Vitsu? Vitsu? Vits- Vitsu? Um, they're great. Like, I want to get a couple more once we move. But the problem I have is once my plants get too tall for the shelves and I have to stake them up, they don't fit on the shelves. So I have, like, a teak bench next to the lights where I have those plants and they're all just kind of, like... All the leaves shifted towards the Ikea shelves. So, like, you look at it dead on and they're all just shifting. But um, what I found for a few of my plants that like to climb, I'll just strap them to the sides of the shelves. So, like, the legs of the shelves. And the light is still reaching them just fine and they're able to climb up the sides of the shelf now obviously it's a pain like if you have to take it to water it which I really don't take those to water them I just use a watering can for those but like if you needed to repot like taking all those velcro straps down would be a pain but they're happy yeah and it's a way to decorate your shelves I have a few plants <laughs> velcroed to my shelves as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> that velcro tape is just whoever invented that stuff man yeah. Pat on the stuff. back. Clutch. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Do you yes. have more? I we're do. going in a circle. I'm actually like thinking of so many as we're recording. But um, next one is takeout containers for propping. Yes. Which is oh. so like it's so slept on because I feel like for myself, like I think that every year that I own plants, I want to like level up what I'm doing, you know, like. I don't really propagate in water as much anymore just because I found other ways to be better. And I mean, I'll still rely on it for like passive propagation and it doesn't really matter if it roots or not, Um, like long-term bouquets, you know what I mean? But like if I want something to root and I really, really am focusing on making that plant like a developed plant, I've found that propagating in moss is just like way better especially mm-hmm. for like Hoya. A lot of Hoya for me don't root in water unless it's like a thin vine Hoya. They just don't root in water for me. 
And then, yeah, so I have a ton of wet sticks because I've had some plants die, <laughs> admittedly. So they, they lose all their leaves, but they have all these aerial roots and like you can still make a plant out of that if you're patient. Yeah. So a long time ago, I had some Chinese takeout containers, which I don't know what it is about like specifically like Chinese and Thai food that they have like really nice takeout containers. It's like Tupperware. They're mm-hmm. giving you yeah. Tupperware. It's like, yeah, this is perfect. And they're actually really nice. So I have like three or four of those and I just have them filled with wet sticks. And my mame, which we have been on a saga for that mame, it was doing yeah, nothing. Have. Nothing. And then I put it in. I finally had a container big enough for it. So I put it in a container. Literally within like three days, it put out a ton of roots and a growth point. Like a little like Yay. pimple. I need to check on it to see if anything else has developed, but like it has done so much more in the last three days than it has in the last three months. So that's awesome. Yeah. They're like hyper, um, hyper humid environment that you can create with moss and a closed container is really great. And we, you, you might not have space to have this huge greenhouse or, you know, even like an indoor greenhouse. Those are still kind of big and ugly. Mm hmm. I know because I have one and it is not working right now. Like it is like 16% humidity in there and I just don't know what happened, but it's just not holding humidity anymore. So anyway, I have heat pads and those, those like prop boxes, the mini ones, because I also, I know Nicole, you have like a big prop box, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's from the container store and it's, a gym shoe box so it's like Mm -hmm. that's the section it was in jay has a bunch of sneakers and like we got a few and i took one of those and so it's like that size oh like like shoebox size yeah like shoebox size but like bigger like big man foot shoebox size (laughs) size 13 big man foot (laughs) big man foot um but yeah i like it because it doesn't seal like it's not completely sealed shut Mm -hmm. so like there's still like it like it has a lid and it closes but there's still some gaps in there like it's not airtight so every once in a while i'll get a mushroom pop up but there's no mold or anything growing in there which is really nice but Mm -hmm. i do actually yesterday i don't know if you guys eat rotisserie chicken but we buy a rotisserie chicken like at least once a week because we shred it for like tacos or enchiladas Mm -hmm. or whatever and those are the best containers because it has a shallow bottom and a tall dome like top so those would be the best for that and it's a good size too yeah for sure yeah so that's that's my little hack and don't sleep on a heat mat i'll say that don't sleep on to get some yeah when we move i'm getting some for sure so I use that hack too with takeout containers and uh, like a month ago or so we ordered ramen and I had mm. never really had like real ramen before so I was really excited oh, about so it. Oh my gosh. But they came in like cylindrical takeout containers that were like six inches tall and they're circ- and I honestly, I, I immediately put four wet Burley Marks fantasy sticks in there <laughs> and all four of them have new leaves. I mean, my Burley Marks fantasy was was large when I got it, but these wet sticks have put out leaves that are like maybe like an inch and a half, two inches long. They're like the tiny They're little so cute, cute leaves. Um, and I kind of love them. 
So and oh, I know it's the best. It's like a closed ecosystem in there. So like it mm-hmm. condensates yeah. and then it drifts back down and wets the sphagnum and so yeah. Second second that with the takeout containers. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a great great tip hack. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like Asian food just always comes in really nice containers. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And then as far as like the heat mat goes, I guess my grow lights kind of suits. I've talked about this before that they serve a dual purpose because I have them on my Ikea glass shelves and they're attached to the bottom of the glass. So the backs of the lights get warm. So it kind of like turns the shelf into a heat mat. So honestly, my plants that are on those shelves with those grow lights and the, the heat have been absolutely just like growing gangbusters. Yeah, I second that because I set mine up. I pretty much copied you, like step by step. <laughs> and <laughs> and mine, my Hoya. Oh my gosh! Like this is what Hoya should look like. Like I can finally say that about my plants. There's mm. just nonstop putting leaves out, and it's February, so I'm just not used to this. But I'm really happy that I invested in grow lights. And that, yeah, that's true. I kind of want to get a heat mat for my top shelf though so I can maybe put a few up there and like utilize that as extra plant space because it's obviously there's nothing up there so it's colder up there but yeah um okay so another hack for me I don't know like I've been hard trying to like think about hacks I use whiskey glasses from like Ikea for passive hydro uh like cash posts because I have net yeah, pots that do. fit perfectly in them. <laughs> and also the wee yogurt jars, I use Oh yeah. I use those for propagations all the time because they a lot of them can fit in a box and they all like I can put leka in there and you know, it just works really well. They're like each in their own individual little propagation and the roots don't get entangled and all that stuff. So it's that's pretty handy. Yeah, the wee yogurt thing I learned from you a while ago. I was like, that's a really good idea. Wee wee. Wee wee. There's like a hashtag on Instagram, right? Like what people yeah. use those yeah. jars for. I think that's so cool. They're cute little jars. They are. And like reusing anything like that is just awesome when people can find different ways to reuse stuff. I mean, because we buy like six of those a week. So to toss all that glass away, like, no, reuse it for stuff. I put candles in mine, like little tea lights. Ooh, I love that. Which is a cute little thing. Yeah. Or like you can use them for like cotton swabs or like, um bathroom stuff i just i was gonna say i have an issue with throwing away glass jars like Mm, i just can't do it now that i can propagate in them or like i can use them i just have a collection of glass jars and like daniel knows anytime we empty out a glass jar he's like do you want to keep this or no and it's so Mm. hard for me to be like put it in the recycling (laughs) yeah i don't want to but like why why do i hold on to glass jars like it's so silly but i mean yeah They're great to reuse for plants. They really are. Okay, so the last one that I thought of was chopsticks. Like, we got some chop, which is wood, so this is, like, a temporary thing. But, like, we got some chopsticks from a Chinese restaurant. Chinese restaurants for the win today, man. I know. Um, But they work good for, like, just propping up, like, smaller plants. Like, plants that are starting to get top-heavy and they're kind of dipping and... You don't need a full-on moss pole or a full-on trellis yet. You just stick that bad boy in there and prop it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give it a 
give it a little plant brace and there you go it's golden i have one that's sort of who's ordering chinese food tonight yeah yeah i'm really hungry so like my stomach's growling while we're talking about this food i'm like mm. <laughs> Um, I was going to say another like plant braces related hack that I've recently come upon is I have a monstera plant that's like so top heavy and I don't have like I don't want to put a moss pole on it because I'm just like over moss poles for monsteras. I want like a big trellis or something and I'd like to actually buy one and just do that like buy one that should go outside but put it in my indoor plant. So until I'm able mm-hmm. to do that, because they're out of season right now, so until I'm able to do that, I had, I have like a stake in there right now, like a tall stake. It's just not strong enough to hold the plant up. So what I did was <laughs> I like connected a bunch of rubber bands and wrapped it around the pot and then <laughs> attached the rubber bands to the stake so it pulls it. It's like a pulley system so that it pulls the stake oh. up. So now the plant sits upright because what was happening is the plant was heavier than the pole. So I basically just Uh, created like a little tether system to like pull on the little pole. Uh, It looks like trash, (laughs) but the plant stands up straight. Yeah, like (laughs) it, it works. And honestly, like if you don't really care that much about aesthetic or if you can like tuck it underneath like the lip of the pot it you can't mm-hmm. really tell like i tried to tuck it up under and you can't really tell honestly so that was a really that was a good one you can use rubber bands but now that i'm thinking about it you could probably also just use elastic like if you're a sewer that's right <laughs> you can <laughs> you can just use like a long piece of elastic and just meow. yep that's a good idea though mm-hmm so uh, I did want to talk about one more, but it's one that I haven't done, but I think is genius. So I have a, a friend here in town. His Instagram's at Jay's Tropicals, but he started making uh, moss. I don't want to say poles because they're kind of flat, you know, like what things like the Monstera dubia would climb up. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's from that like really plastic covered mesh that's like thick. And then he makes these like boards. But what he does is he he threads a wicking cord through the whole thing like in a zigzag motion and then leaves the wicking cord out with some length at the bottom and then just sets a cup of water and puts the cord in water so the whole pole will just like wick up the water so because you know keeping moss poles wet is like is like a full-time business Mm -hmm. but it really is if you thread a piece of wicking cord through and have that like just sitting in a glass of water and you just keep filling that glass of water up as it wicks up the moisture. Honestly, I thought it was That's like pretty genius. I'm sure he's probably not the only one who's thought about that, but I thought that was genius when I saw it. I was just like, okay, if you have multiple plants that have a pole or something to climb and you can just put like a big jug of water behind them all and then just have all their cords go into it to keep that that the is sphagnum brilliant. Wet. That is. My friend Marissa. I wonder if anybody sells those. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say my friend Marissa Leafy Greens underscore. She made a tutorial on a self-watering moss pole that sounds very similar. Like, so oh, cool. Oh, okay. On Instagram. Yeah, I follow her too. People are just so much smarter than me, you know? <laughs> I, li- I love it. That's why the internet's, <laughs> like, amazing because we can just, like, use, well, it really you know, is. take their advice yeah. and use it. I've thought about that, like, randomly, because information is so readily available at all of our fingertips, but, like, 
50 years ago, if you like didn't know how to do macrame, you had to like find a book or find a class in person kind of thing. Yeah. And now, now there's like it's 100 so videos easy. on YouTube. Yeah. Cool beans. Well, this was a really fun episode. Did you have any more, Becca? I'm sorry. Nope. I think I'm out. I'm out. You're done? Okay. Well, thanks so much, guys, for joining us in today's episode. Be sure to head over to our Instagram page at Potted Together so you can like today's post interact with us in the comment section throw us a comment tell us a plant hack that maybe you're doing right now or share it in your stories and then we can repost it because i really like doing that when people share stuff and then they tag us in stories it's so fun yeah and i do want to hear about you know the hacks that others use because we all can learn from each other yeah i mean i just learned something from you today both of you guys so that's fun um also we do have a youtube channel if you're not already familiar which you should be because we say this every week (laughs) (laughs) be sure to go follow us over there and watch some collabs we might have another one in the works pretty soon (laughs) yes and (laughs) yes and leave us a review if you're on a platform that lets you leave reviews because it helps us get into the right people's ear holes. <laughs> also, thank you to the listener who directed me to the video that I was trying to find in our episode a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that was great. About Becca hating on her ficus because because of you, we found it and we created the TikTok. Yay! By we, I mean I did. And I, yes. had to, I asked Becca's permission, so she was okay with it. <laughs> We both searched. I truly love all of my plants. Except except for this one. I hate this plant. I feel like in my memories, I sounded so much bitchier saying it. But in the video, I'm like, I love all of my plants. Except for this one. I just don't like it that much. Anyway. You said hate. You said, I hate this one. I hate this one. But like, I feel like when we recreate the moment, we're like, I love all of my plants. Except, except this one except this one. This and one. it was so much more calm i was kind of disappointed that i wasn't like yeah. bitchier like i saw it and i was but like you did have you did have that like slight little eye roll there was like a little eye roll after you like turned back around from looking at that plant you're like ugh. <laughs> i think it's because me and adam kind of know who you are so we we felt that you were you know being nice for the camera but you really wanted to punch it yeah, yeah you were you were turned on <laughs> for the camera turned on i was turned on yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) and we go out with that thanks guys we'll see you next week Bye. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator